Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on The Bigger Picture. Well, we are focusing on UOB's earnings and it was a record year for the bank. Total earnings for FY 2022 was 12% higher year on year to $4.57 billion. And if you look at the second half, it was 24% higher and this was at $2.56 billion. And looking forward, UOB has highlighted bright spots from the bank's wholesale business and regional expansion. Now let's check in with Lee Wi-Fi. He is the Group Chief Financial Officer for UOB to unpack what's in store for the bank in the year ahead. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Now let's get your help first to get an overview of the bright spots for the latest financial year. It looked like, by and large, a pretty good quarter and a good year. Yes, I think 2022 was a milestone year for us. We closed the year with a record 4.8 billion profit and we acquired the city consumer portfolio in four countries, right? Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia and Vietnam. I think after decades of low interest rates, the Fed finally rate hikes aggressively to contain inflationary pressures. Our net interest margin grew from 1.58 to 2.22%. That's huge. And our net interest income grew 31% for the year. With the relaxation and uplifting of the COVID restrictions in many countries, consumer sentiment improved, especially towards the end of the year. With the pent-up demand of consumer spending and regional travels, our credit card fees grew 25% year-on-year. However, with the geopolitical uncertainties and rising interest rates, this also weakened the consumer confidence. Asset quality held out well, with our NPL ratio steady at 1.6% and credit costs at 20 basis points. Our balance sheet remains strong, mm. robust capital and liquidity ratio. I think with that, the board recommended a final dividend of 75 cents, an increase of 25% over the interim year. Yeah, so Wi-Fi. It's a great year for us. Yeah, it's quite a good year if you look at a couple of the bright spots coming through. And you touched on the dividends. So, Final dividend, 75 cents, all in for the year, 135, higher than last year's 120. Walk us through the thinking here because some people are hoping for a bonus dividend. Yes, I think we have always guided a dividend payout ratio of 50%. I think with that, we think that we will reward shareholders fairly, yet keeping sufficient capital but not excessive to grow. Mm. However, there were some concerns that the city portfolio, which we actually said that will consume 70, 70 basis points of our capital. Remember that we did not do a capital call, but funded the acquisition from our organic capital. So there were fears that we might not be able even to keep to our dividend promise. So we spent a lot of our effort looking at capital efficiency, right? looking at how to improve our ratios, how to improve uh, shift our portfolio to customers that pay us a little bit better. So I think finally we brought our capital back to a level where the board and the rating agencies are comfortable with. So I think with that, we kept to our promise of 50% payout. So that translated, like I said, to 75 cents. Some, I think this is mainly in line with what people expect. Of course, shareholders always expect more. <laughs> but now you know that with our capital level being restored, uh, shareholders can expect higher dividend in the coming years as our profit expands. Okay, so that puts you on good footing for the coming years. And you look at the year ahead, uh, we've got COE Chong saying that higher prices and interest rates could weigh on the global economy in 2023. About Asia should hold up well and see moderate growth. So when you look at the picture for this year, what are some of the, I guess, concerns that you have possibly with these interest rates coming back? But of course, with the also growth picture, what's your level of optimism for the year ahead? So you're right. There's a fair amount of speculation, right, as to when and where the Fed rate will pick. 
beyond the consensus view. I think this especially with the strong inflation and employment data recently. I think our view is that despite all this uncertainty, we are quite sure that the rate of change will be much slower than what we have, what we have witnessed. So for a bank, the gradual pace will allow customers and the industry to respond in a more coordinated level. So you mentioned, like Yichong said, uh, we expect the rest of ASEAN to perform well because we expect the rate hikes there to be even more moderated, right? And the credit environment actually is positive on the improved economic activities and the opening up of the Chinese economy. So we know that that has boosted tourism, that has boosted cross-border flows, etc. Maybe there could be another 50 to 75 basis point of hike, but we do not expect the Fed to cut. I think with that, we think that asset quality will stay benign and we have actually set aside enough uh, allowances so that our credit costs don't affect us uh, financially. I think funding costs will definitely go up, right? But we just have to think that it has gone up, but the rate of increase has actually slowed down. So I think as for customers themselves, yes, it has been a slow quarter. Many, a lot of customers are actually re-evaluating, right? The interest rate has been so low for so long and they have to come to terms that in my mind, the interest rate will stay higher and longer. With that, we are hoping that customers will start to commit because projects then will be able to meet the higher hurdle rates. So, so I think we are optimistic with Singapore and the region that we will be able to get at least a mid-single-digit loans growth, if not more, next year. Yeah, that's the thing with uh, interest rates, right? So when it goes higher, it gives you more profitability. At the same time, it also has an impact on funding costs. So give us an idea how much more upside you think there is for net interest margins and what that will also mean for your funding costs. I think the rate of change of margin improvement will come down. I think we have run 27, 28 basis points over the last two quarters. Probably it will come down. If you are lucky, less than half. So, but funding costs, like I said, will continue to go up, but the rate of change will actually slow down. Mm. In, if you just look at the proxy, right, the government treasury, uh, which I'm sure many of your listeners are also subscribing to, that rate has moderated. So that will give you a rough idea as to the rate of change uh, of funding costs. But with interest rates staying high, I think customers can still expect a high level of uh, return uh, if they put money in the deposits and all. But uh, we think that the rate of change will slow down and probably in the second half, it might even start to trend down slightly. Okay, and if you look at also what's in store, you've got potential growth drivers in ASEAN, especially if your integration of the assets that were acquired by City. What sort of upside can we expect from there and when can they really um, be expected to kick in when it comes to driving earnings? So I think we have just said that our we integrated our Vietnam, sorry, our Malaysia and Thailand. So, and then we are expecting to complete Indonesia and Vietnam uh, this year. I think it's huge for us, okay, in the sense that we took the asset in a timely manner in the middle of COVID uh, because we think that that will actually accelerate our consumer franchise by five years. So immediately we think in the short term, we will get at least a 1 billion uplift this year in 2023. What we are actually very optimistic about is that the, the two, three months uh, that we have actually managed the portfolio, um, we, are, we are highly positive because the synergies between the two portfolios are high. So we expect this to be increasing and also a target that helps us um, reach our ROE. Okay, I think this will add at least 1% improvement in ROE. So with that, uh, 
I think our investors can also expect higher dividend from it. Mm. And if I talk about synergies, um, you've been also attracting a lot of customers with all your um, retail deposits, new customers jumping on board to take advantage of those higher interest rates. What's the potential upside of cross-selling other products to them? Yeah, good point. I think we started the FD campaign, we call it, uh, ahead of the industry. So this actually has allowed us to capture volume at a lower rate. But at the same time, we have to prepare for the refinancing. So, I mean, the good news is that when we did this FD campaign, 16% were new to bank customers. So, like you correctly mentioned, we have two challenges, right? How to stop the decline in CASA, which is the current and savings account, and how to cross-sell when their FD is mature. So, as you are aware that we have enhanced our one-account customer value proposition. Mm. So, it immediately actually reversed the outflow from our one account. So we also noticed that a few good indicators. The number of salary credit, gyro, pay now penetration have all increased. So this gives us better assurance uh, that hopefully all these customers have been using us as their main transaction bank and minimize another outflow should there be another big rate hike. More important is for the maturing FDs, right? I think we have enhanced our digital capabilities by using what we call AI and machine learning to improve our cross-sell ratios. So we are confident that on maturity, we will be able to offer an asset class that will fit the risk appetite and the need of our customers. So technology actually has helped us improve that cross-sell penetration significantly. All right, we're checking Lee Wi-Fi. He is the Group Chief Financial Officer for UOB, helping us to give a bit of an outlook for where the bank is going after a strong quarter, as well as FY 2022. Wi-Fi, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. Thank you for hosting us. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.